Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list you ever had one of those moments Doc Manson at Doc Manson where you're just like forget it all I'm quitting my job and I'm just going to be a professional full-time podcaster I mean I've had moments like that recently but sort of the reverse where it was like all right I'm going to quit full-time podcasting and and focus more on other things. What would you do with all that free time? Maybe I'd watch wrestling. You don't have cable. No, that's true. I heard this. Well, I talked to Mrs. Manson about it. I saw that, but in and in Mrs. Manson's defense, um I I guess, you know, from her point of view, if we don't have cable, we're not watching wrestling. But I could watch wrestling uh, through uh, a login information that I have for the USA Network from from a relative of mine. But sure. I, uh, you don't. I really don't have any desire to do so. There are a couple of things from Raw, and again, this is The List. I'm DC Matthews. Hi. <laughs> Hello. And, uh, but there were some things from Raw that definitely I would recommend checking out. If you're a Dean like... Ambrose fan, and Mrs. Manson is, uh, there was some good Dean Ambrose character work. Um, there was the most prolonged, vehement booing I have ever heard since... Yeah, but in fairness, that was just because he talked about a basketball team. Still. Eh. I don't care. Doesn't do anything for me. Oh, all right. We'll talk I, I about. Do, I I saw that segment. I thought it was interesting that they booed like crazy. I, again, I only saw a ten second gif of it, and I do commend Elias and Kevin Owens for getting that kind of heat for sure, one hundred percent. Would you call it cheap heat? Is that what you're criticizing? Uh, you know, I'm not even going to criticize cheap heat, earned heat, whatever. It's not heat that affects me as a non sports watcher. Like I don't care it's about not basketball. Universal heat, right? As okay. far as I'm now, I will say it is universal heat for ninety eight percent of humanity and probably ninety nine point nine percent of wrestling fans. I doubt there are very many other wrestling fans out there who don't care for any other sports at all. But that's my situation, so that's how I see it. All right, so. It was it was heat for everyone but Doc is really what we're what we're saying. Yeah, I guess. Is that a valid criticism? I'm just saying. The at one point he took his guitar pick, put it between his teeth, and just kind of raised his eyebrows. Like, yeah, even I'm a little impressed with how loudly they're booing. So yeah, either way, it's that's not very why we're here. Impressive. That's not why we're here. We are here to rank the greatest wrestlers. One of those wrestlers, Kevin Owens, is in our top ten. Maybe this week, Elias's name will show up. That would be very uh, yeah topical. Maybe it'll uh, join Kevin Owens in the top ten. Let's not go that far. But, no. All right. Uh, we do have a top ten. In fact, our list is currently 264 talents Long, uh, from our top man all the way down to Vic Grimes, who remains 
the worst wrestler of all time, though, again, <clears throat> whether or not that's true or not, we'll, we'll have to reconcile. Uh, Doc Manson, I see you're ready. Could I have the top 10, please, as currently stands? Number 10, Ricky Steamboat. Number 9, Christopher Daniels. Number 8, Roddy Piper. Number 7, Kevin Owens. Number 6, The Iron Sheik. Number 5, Scott Hall. 4, John Cena. Number 3, Mr. McMahon. Number 2, Randy Savage. And the greatest wrestler of all time is Chris Jericho. Break the walls down. Uh, In case you're interested about some other lines, somebody had mentioned this to me in a conversation that it would be good to know where the other lines are. The Horner line, which kind of separates a solid hand from not, currently is at 212. We might have to rectify that. And Chavo Guerrero, who was the very first greatest wrestler of all time on our list, is currently at 17. That's amazing. So I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction, a bold prediction. He will be lower than 17 by the time this episode is over. I I'm think gonna we're going to get ahead. somebody in the top 16. I'm going to go ahead and make the reverse uh, prediction and say the top 20 does not change this episode. All right. Well, there's only one way to find out. Yes, uh, there is. I see Mrs. Manson. Hi, Mrs. Well, Manson. Uh, hello. I'm, tell her I'm sorry about the tree. Uh, he is very sorry about the tree. Yes, a, a very, very popular tree. I don't know if it was a poplar, a popular poplar, uh, but a tree on, on a campus that we know is torn down, and it just makes everyone very sad. So sad. So. All right. Uh, while you eat whatever it is you are eating, what are you eating today? This is a tofu scramble. It is teriyaki tofu that has been stir-fried with red peppers Onions, black beans, uh, maybe some zucchini. Homemade tofu scramble? Onions and bean sprouts. Homemade, I'm assuming? Um, I mean, we we stir-fried it. So, yes, it's not something that you took out and just microwaved together. Were the well, ingredients combined in your house? Yeah, I thought you were asking, like, did I form the tofu... Myself, like from curds of soy. Or I'm rolling or my something. eyes at Mrs. Manson because obviously that is not what I was doing. That is not. Well, that's what I thought you meant. <clears throat> no, I did not think you suddenly became a tofu farmer. Well, I don't know what you think. Can you farm tofu? Sure. I don't even know how to come from somewhere. Made. All right. Well, thank you, Mrs. Manson. Always good to see you. Uh, I will be seeing her at 5 a.m. This Saturday for Super Showdown Australia. Are you really? Are you really coming over at five a.m. on Saturday? Oh yeah, yeah. I mentioned it to Mrs. Matthews. She thought the idea was great. <laughs> she was like, "Why don't all the pay-per-views start that early?" All right. Yeah, I'll be there with my fire hose of coffee. All right. You're gonna have to bring something. I know. I got to figure out what that is. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so we have our list here. Let us find out. Can I have the first number? Please. Yep. Yep. 58? Yep. Okay. 58 is our first number. Let's not do that ever again. Um, 
I think this might this might be the first second like the first time we have multiple generations on our list. I'd have to look at that. Um, it is a Bischoff, but it is not Eric Bischoff. It is Garrett Bischoff. So how would we have multiple generations? I believe we've ra- have we, we ranked Eric Bischoff. I thought you said. I have no idea. What I'm saying is, you know, we have Mr. McMahon at number three. I don't think we've ranked Shane or Stephanie yet. That would be multi-generations. I don't know that we have any of that. I don't know if we have a father and son that have currently been listed. Eric Bischoff is number 13 on our list currently. Uh, What do you know about his son, Garrett? I remember him being completely terrible. Possibly a referee in TNA for a while. And all around, not very good. Yeah, I don't know much about... I know he was part of Aces and Eights. Um, I know he was a wrestler and referee. But that's, you know... He was ranked number 235 in the 2013 PWI 500, for what that's worth. Uh, But I've never seen him wrestle, so I can't say whether or not he was any good, so I'm going to have to take your word for it. I know he was trained by Hulk Hogan, so that makes me feel things. (laughs) That immediately makes me want to put him in the Nathan Jones, Jackie Gata category. I just want to say, Bischoff, Garrett Bischoff, made his debut as a referee for Total Nonstop Action Wrestling under the ring name Jackson James. He was officially revealed during a match between Sting and Hogan at Bound for Glory to be Eric Bischoff's son when Garrett reluctantly called the ring bell for a submission, which led to Eric hitting his son with a steel chair following the match, starting a rivalry between the two. How do you feel about this? A professional wrestler who debuts as a referee makes a call as a referee and then begins feuding with authority figure of the roster, Eric Bischoff. The referee well, the first part, is now The first feuding. part doesn't bother me. Shane McMahon started as a referee. Um, but Started as? Yeah. Uh, I, he's clearly below the Horner line. Where is David Flair? Because this is, this is the first. David Flair is currently at 230. And David Flair actually became interesting to watch there for a little while. Was Garrett Bischoff ever interesting to watch? Not that I am aware of. Okay. So now we're talking, you know, Tory, Mason Ryan, the Kiss Demon, Marty Bell. Like, at any point, stop me if I go too far down. Yeah, I mean, he seemed, I don't know, he seemed serviceable. He was ranked at 235 on the PWI 500. Yeah, but that's probably more for name recognition. Okay, I'm going to throw out a name. Okay. Is he higher or lower than David Otunga? Hmm. Probably higher. Wow, okay. So that puts him that puts him near David Flair. David Flair's at two thirty. David Otunga is at two thirty three. Then there's Cheeseburger. I can't believe someone hasn't started yelling at us about that yet. Whoever that is. So are we putting him right there? Well, there's Cameron. It's David Flair and Cameron. I personally have more positive memories of Cameron than I have. There we go. Of, 232. Uh, He's above David Otunga, 
but not by much. The 232nd greatest wrestler. We should have done 235 right where he was in the PWI 500, but... That would have been poetic. It would have been. All right. Another name, a number, please. 85. 85. We're starting out light today. Yeah, not 85. I am looking at a name that I can't pronounce. Is it Kiyoshi? Do you know who Kiyoshi is? It's not ringing any bells immediately. Uh, when you search for it, it brings up a bistro in Pittsburgh. That's that's a telling sign. Oh, okay. He's a guy again. Wrestled one of the guys who wrestled is suicide. Another TNA guy, face painter, but I'd never seen him. Two thousand eight I mean, to two thousand eleven. I've probably seen him as resembling suicide, his manner. The manner is of the great Muta. I didn't hear anything you just said. So if you said something, That's okay. I didn't hear it. I don't think I heard anything you just said either. So oh. that could be problematic on the recording. Okay. But regardless. Well, we're talking about Kiyoshi. So let's just push through because that was only for a few seconds. Um, he resembled the great Muda. He wrestled in TNA. He wrestled Consequences Creed. I have no recollection okay, of this. Then we're skipping him because that's the rule. So in which case, can I have another number, please? The next number is 621. 621. Oh, this is a guy I like. Um, you might know him as Tom Brandy, or you might know him as Salvatore Sincere. Or you <laughs> might not know him at all. Salvatore Sincere was mid-90s, before the, uh, the Attitude Era. Uh, he wore like white and pink. He just his gimmick was just I'm Italian. I'd like to point out I am trying to search for Tom Brandy, and even if I put it in quotation marks in the search, it still asks me, "Do I mean Tom Brady?" Well, it's Brandy with an I. That'll help. That will help. Tom Brandy, best known, ninety six to ninety eight. Salvatore Sincere. Uh, yeah, he was just a villainous, stereotypical Italian character clad in pink and white who falsely claimed to be sincere and to love everyone. I, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him. Um, Where would you like to rank him? Let's see. Not, again, I don't think, well, I would probably put him above the Horner line, but not very high over uh, you know, I, I might have to call you on that. Tim Horner is a champion. Uh, Salvatore Sincere won many titles in many promotions you have never heard of. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, if that's true, then PWI ranked him the 478th greatest wrestler of the entire PWI era. So he's in the top 500 of all time on their list. Um, well, let's put him very poetically at 478 on our list. <laughs> he won the ECW tag team title one time with Mr. Tommy Dreamer. Okay. Oh, well, that's something. Uh, he won uh, 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 Steel City Wrestling and the Virginia Wrestling Association. Where where, where would you tell me he uh, falls on 
like compare him to someone else in ring wise. What kind of wrestling talent are we talking about here? He was good. He was. He wasn't hardcore. Uh, okay, I'm gonna draw this comparison, which is saying a lot. Uh, the name, as I'm scrolling through the list, that comes to mind is Ted DiBiase Jr. Ooh. Not bad, like a serviceable, but not memorable. I don't remember. I can't tell you a single move he did, except I'm sure he threw a clothesline or a drop kick at some point. Um, I don't know what his finisher was, but I liked the character. The look was good. His character was kind of, you know, he had that side of sort of same swarmy quality that like a good Bo Dallas had. I believe in you, but I'm going to beat you up and try to cheat. You said to win. a good Bo Dallas had. I'm not familiar with any good the, Bo Dallases. The the good version of that Bo Dallas character. So if oh. you would like to put him below the Horner line, that is just no, fine. No, no, I mean, we're we're talking. I am looking. I'm looking at that list of championships. He certainly has a laundry list of them. So I would put him above Baron Corbin. But I would put him below the Highlanders. Okay. So the goon is a nice place because, again, it's that sort of one-dimensional sort of character. Um, Scotty sounds Riggs. Like he, it sounds like he obtained higher highs than the goon ever dreamed of. Not in WWE. And, <laughs> and Wild Bill Irwin, who is the goon before the goon, was good. So I'm putting him at 200. Salvatore Sincere, the 200th greatest wrestler of all time. Can we can we talk about the goon for a second here? I know it's not the reconciliation. We can show. always talk about the goon. But uh, have you seen have you seen this new uh, uh, mascot in the NHL called Gritty? Have you seen Gritty? I'd like to point out that Mister I don't like sports is bringing up hockey, and I know it is only because of the mascot. It has nothing to do with the sport itself, but this might be the first time you've steered a conversation towards <laughs> sports in any fashion, and I've known you going on uh, 17 years or so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to assume then you are familiar I with uh, the Flyers' new mascot. Uh, he is something to behold, isn't he? He looks like he should be down in Fraggle Rock. Down in Fraggle Rock. There are some photos of him. There's like this one where his mouth is sort of open and, and he's just like looking down. And I swear to God, like it, it, it's this it's this it's this, you know, commercial photo that sort of looks like the last thing you would ever see before meeting your untimely demise. That, you know what I'm saying? Is that from Is that the image that you're looking at? It it may be, yeah. Because it's yeah. black background. He's kind of turned off to one side. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Um, it's like, uh, I, yeah, I'd like to know the... All the, I'm going to say is, uh, I think that Gritty is potentially a dangerous person of some sort, or, or fraggle, if you will. And I think the goon needs to maybe hit the ice to take care of this little gritty problem for the Flyers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know the... I'd like to know the thought process behind this, and maybe they've gone through it, but it certainly brought up conversation. It put the Philadelphia Flyers on my radar, and I'm not a hockey fan, so maybe the in that eyes. sense... The eyes are wrong, and there's no nose. We know professional puppeteers, too. Like, 
Not that this is a puppet, but they would do a better job than this. I think I think a a, a suit that a person wears st- still qualifies as a puppet. A full no? body puppet. Yeah. No. Okay. I don't know. I guess we should ask our puppet expert friends. We should. I will be seeing them in November. Excellent. All right. Another number, please. The next number is 57. My goodness. I think we had 58 just now. 57. A wrestler by the name of Big Sky. It's early in the show, but I'd like to point out, I'm no longer confident that Chavo Guerrero is going to move (laughs) at all. Yeah, well... A wrestler named Big Sky. Oh! Oh! It's Sabretooth. Uh, okay. Um, in the original X-Men movie, the very first one. Oh, Tyler Maine! Sabretooth. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that is Big Sky. He was a wrestler. I've never seen him wrestle outside of the first X-Men movie. Uh, I believe I saw him... I did. I saw him... I don't think I know that I saw him wrestle... I might have. I'd have to see if he wrestled at a pay-per-view. Now I'm looking that I'd up. also like to point out... I did this see him as the, the fellow, bodyguard of Doom. This is also the fellow who played Michael Myers in uh, Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween and Halloween 2. I have watched this guy wrestle. He wrestled at Fall Brawl 93... And he lost to Charlie Norris, who will, when his name comes up, I will make the argument that he is the worst wrestler I have ever seen. Um, but yeah, I I remember him. And again, he's he's an actor. He was in a horror movie I think you just talked about. Uh-huh. And uh, he was in X-Men. So I'm happy to rank him just on that, but... Sure. Okay. I would put him below the Horner line. Um, okay. But because it it's... You know, to be fair, I've seen Nathan Jones in a movie too, and he's way at the bottom. Um, <laughs> I would say, you know, I would hold him in the same esteem I hold Phi Delta Slam. Yeah. I mean, let's just assume that he's a good 10 slots above Mason Ryan. Yeah. And we'll go with nine because I'm going to put him at 240. Right. Okay. All right. Big Sky Tyler Maine. Michael Myers. Very good. Another okay. number, please. I am going to head on over to the women's list. Now, we're going to need to add some names to this because you've now started to watch the second year of the Mae Young Classic. I'm assuming just the one episode, or did you binge uh, and catch I up? I watched two episodes. What did you and, think? Uh, what did you think of Maiko Satamura? Um, she. With the cartwheel knee drop. She seems like someone that you would really like. Yeah. There's others that I would also that I also really liked. I, I am now hoping to see a Japanese four horsewoman because Yeah, there's some good That'd things. Be all right. Lady Godzilla is uh, coming up. I'm trying to fi- find out what this person's name was. Uh her name I can't remember how to spell it or her last name, but her name was Casey. I believe she's from the American Ninja show. Casey Cataranzo. Yeah, that who could scaled be scaled the ring post making her entrance. She was freaking amazing. Yeah, she's going to be good. Just the entrance alone. I was I heard I was like, "All right, the ninja warrior." Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she scaled, she literally climbed the ring post to get in and I was like, "Okay. I'm in." Yeah, yep. we're going to have to add those names uh to the list. 
Yes, we are. Including what you call her? Goth Charlotte? What was it? What Steampunk? Screamcore? Screamcore. I don't know what that is. Yeah. What's Screamcore? Well, it's like punk, but with a lot of screaming. Okay. She's all got, right. you know, she's got that stud in her nose. Yeah. Plus, she's all dark now. She's like the anti-Charlotte. Like, that was basically her gimmick. She was out there being like, I don't like it when people compare me to Charlotte. It's like, okay. But last year, when we saw you in this tournament last That's year. That's what we said. You could have been Charlotte. Yeah. All right, we're over on the women's list. Unless you want to oh, yeah. add, unless you want to add the names now, and then we can randomize it. No, Otherwise, just no. give me a number. We'll do it for next episode. The first uh, number is thirty-three from the women's list. Thirty-three. Awesome Kong. So Awesome Kong was extremely awesome in her run that we saw in the earlier days. Of TNA wrestling. Yeah, she was. She ran roughshod over their women's division, the knockout division. She was excellent. Everything you could possibly want in uh, in a women's wrestler and more. In the time when, when the diva was running rampant in WWE, she was the opposite. She was this huge, just, just this juggernaut yep. running roughshod over that division. And, you know, she was agile and a great wrestler, and, and they really put faith into her. They gave her that belt, and they let her hold it for a good long time. She had, I think, some great matches. I'm thinking with Victoria and Gail Kim. Yep. Like, everyone. Gail, Gail Kim's the one that comes to my mind all the time. Now, that said, while I speak very, very, very highly of Awesome Kong, uh, I am way less... Karma. Yeah, she did not do well in the WWE. No. She fizzled out very quickly. And then, was it, I don't know if she got, there was some reason, and then she was gone. It was, like, super fast. Yeah. I think supposedly she had got, if I recall, she ended up pregnant. Pregnant? Right? Yeah, that's what I think, yeah. too. And then for some reason, I don't think she had the child, and I don't think she was ever able to make a return at that particular point in her life. She was there for um, three years, apparently. Yeah. But I don't remember that. So, you know, they and were... My the... understanding is she's wrestling again, though. Um, yeah. So tell me about that. What do you know about that? Um, She's back. There was a picture of her, as far as I saw, like, in her gear, talking about, you know, making her return to the ring, which I was really excited for because we need people like that and, you know, you obviously make the comparison to Nia Jax, and Nia Jax is a different version. They're not going the total extreme juggernaut, but that's who you would like Nia Jax. When Nia Jax is a heel, she should be awesome call. She should be just cross-facing people and just beating the spit out of them and that's it, and it hasn't happened yet. Now, this doesn't say... She only wrestled once. She attacked a bunch of people. Then she said she was pregnant and had to take a leave of absence. She showed up at the Royal Rumble, and then she was gone. Okay. She's literally wrestled one match for WWE. One thing I have seen her in since then... um, she actually plays the part of a very prominent character in the Netflix original series Glow. Um, so she plays 
uh, professional wrestler in that series. And I will say, um, she does a very good job as an actress. She emotes uh, very well. She doesn't seem out of place, you know, as sometimes professional wrestlers can. So she definitely has those chops as well as her in-ring ability. Um, so I, I don't know. Um she definitely should rank, I think, fairly highly on this list, if only but, and, and due to the strength to her credit, of the I did TNA not know was. this. She got in. She lost a serious amount of weight. Like the just her Twitter profile picture is, you know, she's she's in very different shape than she was in TNA. Sure. Not that that means anything, but no. um, yeah. So you know, talking about her run that that TNA run was great the WWE run was underwhelming to say the least um so i'm not sure how high i can go uh, although i would put her above Liv Morgan all of the all of her you know if we're counting her TNA stuff that puts her i would say in fairly elite company and then if you want to drop her some spots because of the uh the WWE thing that's fine but 108 and 109 is Serena Deeb and Sarah Logan. I think higher than that. I would go higher. Aja Kong's 105. Maybe there's a comparison to make there. Um, Dawn Marie. That's a different sort of thing. Candice LeRae at 88. Maybe that's closer. I'm seeing even potential to go above above the 70s even. Um well, let's I'm looking see. like There's... 68. We've got the Nasty Boys there. Okay. I could see something in that area. Again, I, I wouldn't go to Shark Boy territory. Mm, well, when you put it that way, maybe I would go to Shark Boy territory. She was really, really good. Yeah, but it was, and I don't remember how long she was in TNA, but longevity factors in because ideally you want that character to translate and whether no matter what the reason was whether it was she was pregnant or that was just a storyline whether it was whatever the reason is she could not get off the ground it would be interesting if you could hypothetically put awesome kong have karma show up now not yeah, in the sure. divas era but now i think it was if she was in the may young classic this would be a very different sort of conversation I'm happy with 68, right below Haku. Couple spots above Heidenreich. Okay. You want to put the nasty? Okay, let's do 68. Yeah. I'm like, okay with it. Awesome Kong. All right. We're getting up there. Now we're heading in the right direction. I'm starting to feel a little more optimistic now. So uh, let's head back over to the men's list, and can I get another number, please? I would love to give you another number. If only I hadn't accidentally X'd out of that tab and now have to figure out exactly how many names were left on that list, which I have now found out is 703. And so our first number <laughs> is now 599. Our next number is 599. Five, oh, I win. Ah, I win. It is Norman Smiley. He is not a top 20 <laughs> talent on this list. He is in my heart. Or as they okay. as they pronounce it in WCW, Norman Smiley. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I like Norman Smiley as well. I'm doing the big wiggle. Not... <laughs> he is wiggling, folks. Um, oh, there was lots of wiggling. He doesn't break above 22. He's not above Bam Bam Bigelow. No, he's not. He is not actually in there. But Norman okay. Smiley, um, 
is... I'm more comfortable around the Al Snow territory. Norman Smiley, a, a legitimate, great wrestler, wrestled in New Mexico. Not New Mexico, regular Mexico. Maybe <laughs> wrestled in New Mexico. Uh, wrestled in England. Like, a legitimate guy. Uh because maybe he was undersized, found himself in more of a comedy role and just ate it up. His I hardcore, think he did very well. His hardcore stuff, coming out in full hockey gear to wrestle, screaming as he was just beaten within an inch <laughs> of his life. Um, and, you know, again, we only want to talk about the wrestler, but he's had a great career now as an agent down in NXT, as a trainer. I'm, I love Norman Smiley. I don't even think I'd go into Al Snow territory, though. Okay. Um, I'd be hard-pressed to say it's higher than Brian Pillman at 54. Al Snow became part of, like, the made Like, that head thing took over the world there for a bit. Norman Smiley, I love him dearly, but didn't do anything like that. Uh, however, Tatanka. Okay, yep. That's kind of... I'm, I'm feeling good about Tatanka. Chris Sabin... Um, you know, I would. I love Haku, but I'll, I'll admit, Haku has a problem. I just listen. I listened to him just a couple weeks ago. Try to cut a promo in English, and I just wanted to crawl into a hole. So, so I, you know, I'm I'm happy in the Tatanka range, 64, 63, maybe, maybe we even above just, Chris Sabin. We did just talk about this name, but how do you feel about Norman Smiley versus Shark Boy? Shark Boy, who's at fifty seven. I feel like this is Amish roadkill with Amish. Shark boy's a shark. <laughs> like there sure is. He is a boy who is also a shark. And he put on a stone cold vest he and sure killed did. it with that character. It was so uh, Norman Smiley was great and, you know, did the hardcore thing really, really well. But that was about it. So I'm I'm gonna give the edge to Shark Boy. Uh All right. I would even give the edge to our truth at 61, but anything below that, 63, 64, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling 63. All right. Just a slot beneath Emma. Norman Smiley. Or Tennille Dashwood, I suppose, who yeah. was recently offered a Ring of Honor contracts, so thereby cementing that her you know, wrestling career is not yet over. And then announced that she's injured and she needs surgery and she'll be back. Soon. Really? Yeah. Missed she wrestled. That. She wrestled at the the show this weekend, lost, and then said that she now it could be a minor, so she could be back in six to eight weeks. But, right. Uh, I did see the headline that she needs Blech. surgery. All right. All right. Moving on. Yes. Our next number is four hundred and eighteen. Four hundred and eighteen. He is one half of former tag team champions in WWE. Um, according to him, he has a hot Asian wife. I don't mean to speak. I don't mean to say anything other than I'm just reporting the facts. Uh, he is the machine gun, Carl Anderson. Did we I should be writing these names down, but oh well. Did we rank Luke Gallows already? Um, I believe we did, and I also think we had the conversation that because Luke Gallows has the Festus and the and the Gallows as part of the Straight Edge Society, and then he was part of TNA. Um, yeah. I don't think we're ranking. I did. I think we decided we weren't going to rank them together, though we can 
change our minds if you would like. No, no because I, because 115 might be where we decide to go with Carl Anderson. You know, was a good singles wrestler in New Japan, joined the Bullet Club, moved on nope. to... Nope, I think we rank him separately. And frankly, based off of what I've seen of Carl Anderson, I think he ranks significantly below Luke Gallows. Okay. Why did you say that? I think um, he's a better wrestler than Luke Gallows. I guess so, but again, Luke Gallows has done stuff. Yes. Carl Anderson showed up and said, I have a hot Asian wife. And honestly, That's that is it. his claim to fame. And he's part of the uh, whatever their team name is in Southpaw. And even Luke Gallows is a star of that. Right. like Luke Gallows has more charisma than Carl Anderson. Yes. The machine gun just... Maybe he's a better wrestler, but I haven't seen that in his WWE run necessarily. Okay, well then, and let's, he's got no personality. Let's try. Let's try to find a better spot. Carl uh, Anderson or Curtis Axel at one forty-three. Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson or Rob Conway at one thirty-five. Personally, yeah. Rob Conway. Did you Did you see Rob Conway guest trainer at the WWE Performance Center? I apparently think everybody thanks- was probably instructed to just look at him. <laughs> apparently, thanks to Randy Orton. I didn't read how that happened. Mm. It must be. F- I think they were in developmental together, so maybe that's why. Um, yeah. yeah, like so we've got Rob Conway, Midian, the War Raiders. I'd take any of them over Carl Anderson. And then we've got Titus O'Neil, Hugh Morris. Maybe that's closer, 140-ish. I would take Carl Anderson over Titus at this point. But I don't think I would take him over Jazzy Gabert at no. 139. No. I, the question is Hugh Morris, General Huge Erection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which isn't inappropriate. That's just his name. Uh, but what are your thoughts? I'm not overly familiar with the huge guy. Um, outside of the Bill DeMott stuff, uh, he transformed himself. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, it's Bill DeMott. Can we put that name there so I actually recognize the name? Sure. You Uh, say that like you can't type it into the cell of... I can't. My hands are broken. (laughs) It's good that Mrs. Manson fed you your teriyaki tofu. It is. It's so good. Um, It's got to be really difficult to go to the bathroom with broken hands. Can you imagine having broken elbows on both arms? No, but I have a hard time remember. I have a hard time imagining a broken elbow. Period. Because if if you did have broken elbows in both arms, it would put you into casts where your arms were basically just like that at your sides, like elevated. You would not be able to do anything in the bathroom for yourself, and you would be in those casts for many weeks, eight weeks at least. Um, do you have some? What I'm asking you, DC, is: Is there someone in your life to whom you could, for yes. every single movement, every single jingle jangle, yes. would be willing to help you through those eight weeks? Yes, and I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> that takes a lot of trust. That's all I'm saying. I'm now not leaving the house. Like, I, I didn't leave the house before. 
Like, do you think you could do that with Mrs. Matthews? Do you think you could ever look her in the eye again if she had to wipe your butt for eight weeks? I mean... Eight weeks once. Once just, changes it. After I eight mean, weeks, like, it's an old pro. You're like, a little more to the right, please. And like... Do you first... think, like... Do you think? Do you think she would just like revolt? Do you think she'd be like, "I'm not doing this"? Like, no. do you think you'd have to call your parents? Like, no. do you think your mom would do it for you? Like, no, I think they might. We might look into. I hate you. I think we might look into, you know, maybe getting some sort of home health aid or something to be able to assist with that. But no, I I am firmly believe that if if called upon for that service, Mrs. Matthews. <laughs> would put on a full body suit and step up. But All I'm saying is don't break both your elbows. That's really all I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not leaving this chair anymore because it's very minimal that I will break both elbows while sitting in this chair. Just don't fall out of that chair. No promises. All right. Let's get back on to happier topics because now I'm just not going to be able to sleep anymore. Um who are we talking about? Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson or Hugh Morris? I'm going with Hugh Morris, which makes Carl Anderson 141 on our list. I'm okay with that. All right. We're getting to the nearer to the end, and I haven't had a name that even like cracks the top 40 yet, so my prediction is fading. Give me a name. Give me a good number, please. All right. This number is 220. 220. Feeling good. Who the hell is this? Johnny <laughs> S- Johnny Smith? Why does that sound familiar? Davy Boy Smith? Is it re- is he related? Uh, Storyline-wise. I've know. never seen him in neither of you, so he wrestled for, like, Stampede Wrestling and such. Another name, a number, please. All right. Uh, the next number is 414. 414. Gran Naniwa. I don't know who that is. I believe this is the wrestler. You should know who this is. This is is this the guy who used to wear giant claw arms? There is a wrestler who used to come out with big fake claws on his hands. How it do might you not spell be this the, guy. the surname? N A N I W A Naniwa. Uh, just based on his mask, he seems like someone I want to know. Yes. Yes. There is a picture of him with giant crab claws on his hands. I am not seeing that photo. Are you? Did you type in the, the images? Yeah. Do you see the mask? I see the mask. Uh, go four rows down. There is a picture of him with giant oh, claws on his hands. Yeah. What? He's with a group of folks. No, not in the picture I'm seeing. Oh, uh, well, I see that, and he does have giant crab claws on. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah, makes me want to watch him. Um, known for his comedic gimmick in which he performed mannerisms of crabs, because that is a crab on his mask. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I've never seen him, and neither of you. But no. oh man, are we going to rank this guy based off the strength of crab hands? <laughs> I kind of feel like we should, and I'm not going to say he's in the top twenty. But 
He's definitely above the Horner line with crab hands. <laughs> I mean, he's got hands that are crab hands. Just, just wait till you start watching Kaiju Big Battle, and we're ranking all sorts of creatures oh, yeah. above poor Tim Horner. Jeremy's just going to hate us. Um, yeah, I'd rank him above Baron Corbin. <laughs> Done. Let's just go right above Baron Corbin. Yeah, I'm, Not I'm as okay high as that. New Jack, who legitimately tried to kill people in the room. <laughs> Gran Naniwa, and I will put next to it, Krabby. <laughs> That's going to help a lot. It will. Um, so we're going to head back over to the women's list. <coughs> I feel like we've got a better potential here. All right. And this number is number 14. That is one Fourteen. and four. One and four. Well, it was a nice try. Leilani Kai. No relation to Dakota Kai. Leilani Kai was, let's see, she was one of the big heels of the 80s. Um, I believe she's wrestled at a couple of WrestleManias. I think she wrestled Lalundra Blaze at one into the 90s. Um, Good. I'm trying to think of of a comparison Tamina is a bad example. She was she was kind of a, a female wrestler who was not a top star. She was just there. So maybe you I would call that a Sasha I Banks. I remember the name. Yeah, Leilani Kai, wrestler, a Hall of Famer apparently, or maybe that was just somebody hopes that she was a Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, wrestled for a while. You know, I think maybe she was the one who lost to Wendy Richter at WrestleMania. Again, my my memory is fading on me here. But, uh, yeah, not a bad wrestler. But, yep, wrestled the Lunger Blaze at WrestleMania 10 and wrestled Wendy Richter at WrestleMania 1. Losing both times, but that's okay. Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, she was around for a while. Just kind of as, you know one of the few female wrestlers of of the era. So I don't know that I would put her above the Horner line, although she was at one point the former WWF women's champion. So I'd be comfortable we, putting her above the likes of Rubik's. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, she won a title. Now, granted, it was a totally different era. Tamina's at 195, maybe not as high as Tamina. I could see above Tamina. Tamina hasn't wrestled at a WrestleMania, has she? Not a singles match. No. What about Rhea Ripley, who's already at 185, the Scream Core Rhea Ripley, hmm. who may or may not be a champion right now that no one knows about? I'd say that we are getting more in the vicinity. And if we went over, there's Rock and, when Rock and Robin's a similar kind of name. Yeah. Rock and yeah. Robin is probably a, a, better, a better thing there. And two WrestleManias for Leilani Kai, so maybe even a little higher. Yep. I mean, I could see above... The Singh Brothers, TJP, that kind of era. I mean, I could even see Rosa above Mendo, Abby Lath at 153. Rosie Mendez. Tainara Conti at 151. Yeah. Maybe Piper Niven, Jazzy Gabber. I'm starting to kind of not like it as much. Yeah, yeah. Sin Cara. I'm happy above Sin Cara. But maybe not as much as Ezekiel Jackson. <laughs> Ezekiel Jackson lost an eye 
when they put a cigar out on it in Lucha Underground. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Sold. 146, Leilani Kai. Leilani Kai, people. Oh, Leilani Kai. Okay. All right. I'm down to like two or three more chances before I've just got to accept that uh, I stink at predictions. So I'm crossing my fingers. Give me a number. Cross your fingers. Cross your toes. Number 185. It would have been great if that rhymed. 185. Do I look like a poet? If you did, would I know it? Julio De Niro. I don't know who <laughs> I feel like the fates are just laughing at me now. Julio uh, Hul- De Niro? Yes. Um, wrestled for ECW, was a jobber in WCW and WWF, was part of Raven Stable The Gathering, which might have been before we started watching TNA, because it was Raven, CM Punk, Julio De Niro, and Mickey James. And I don't remember. Okay, yeah, that was that. probably before we were watching. Yeah, back when Mickey James was known as Alexis Lurie. Yeah, that was probably before then. Um. um... So, yeah, I've watched him wrestle. I think I've seen him once or twice in ECW. He's not good. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to come out and say it. He's below the Horner line. All right. Uh, He's held a lot of championships. Yeah, but so have so has everybody. Um, I would put him above Garrett Bischoff, though. Okay. I'm down with that. But maybe not as high as Boris Zukov. All right. So maybe How right there. How are we feeling two, versus David Flair? I'd put him above. Well, David Flair was entertaining almost be, in in the way that bad theater is sometimes entertaining. So let's put him. But let's break up that David Flair Cameron logjam there. Okay, and we'll put him right at two thirty seven. All right. Then our next number depressed. is three hundred and fifty six. 356. Seriously. We go from Julio De Niro to a wrestler named Grizzly Redwood. That sounds familiar. It does, but I came up. Grizzly Redwood. There is no picture. I see a guy wearing jeans and suspenders. There is no Wikipedia page. He wrestled for Ring of Honor. I'm almost positive I've seen this guy wrestle, and I don't know why I think that. Okay. He looks a little bit if Sami Zayn was a lumberjack. I think... Man, I got... I I really do think I've seen this guy wrestle. I think I saw him on, like, a progress show... Or, or or something that somebody sent to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he teamed with Luke Harper. I'm looking at a picture of him wrestling Cedric Alexander. There's a picture of him posing with Austin Aries. So clearly this is a guy that many people know. I just don't happen to be one of them. I, so. if, I, I honestly think I've seen this guy wrestle, and I think I liked him. Okay, well... Would you like oh, I'm to pulling table up a it? Video Should we come back? Honor real quick here. Okay. There's a picture of him. There's a, like an, a drawing of him riding a bear. 
He's like carrying uh, around of, a log, like he's the log lady yeah. from Twin Peaks. He's got lots right of suspenders. On. He wrestled. Uh, he wrestled Roderick Strong, and he was actually, like I said, I think I, I've yeah, he's decent. He's okay. Okay, I've, I've totally seen this guy wrestle. Then you need to give me a uh, <clears throat> a number for the Grizzly. I liked I not the beyond that like I liked the gimmick I liked him carrying See, this, the log this is, around. This is what makes me wish that Ring of Honor would get their membership thing figured out because I would pay legitimate money if I could go back and watch every pay per view. Sure. If I could go back and watch their whole catalog, have their whole archive, not get to pay like a discounted rate for it. If I could actually go back and watch everything. I would give them a significant amount of money to be able to do that because there's lots of good wrestlers on here. All right, yeah. what are we thinking about Grizzly Redwood? I'm thinking... You can't put him above the Horner line. Okay, well, I'm thinking right below the Horner line. Because literally right below the Horner line? Literally right below at 219 right All now. Right. All right. Strong gimmick. It's not somebody I could have named necessarily beforehand, but I definitely have seen him. And, yeah, he was serviceable. Good gimmick. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, this is it. We're coming up on the hour. I'm calling it. This is the last name. I, I'm I'm crossing everything that can be crossed without hurting myself. Well, uh, you should head to entry number 403 and let me know who's next to be ranked upon the list can I have another number please no 403 but (sighs) (laughs) I honestly can't tell you like I write the (laughs) I write the thing that explains what's on this episode and this week I'm probably just gonna write what listen as DC and Doc rank more people well, wait, there was Leilani Kai. There was Norman Smiley. There was there was Norman Smiley. There was okay. uh, not Luke other Gallows, people. the other guy, Carl Anderson. Yeah, that one. Norman Smiley is is saving me because like Garrett Bischoff is Norman Smiley the highest we went. Like I jinxed it by saying that. Literally six. We didn't even do top fifty. You're welcome. Uh, Four hundred and three. Is Jimmy Rave? That also sounds familiar. He was in TNA. I know who we're talking about this time. But he, mm. again, I'm just like, eh. was it? Oh yeah, this is the guy who would come to the ring with the Guitar Hero guitar. Yes. Okay. Again, not a bad gimmick. No, he, he just teamed, he sucked. teamed with he teamed with uh, Dallas. He also uh, Lance, tagged the bit Lance with Alex Archer, Shelley. Lance Hoyt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had it was it was the Rock and Rave infection with Christy Hemi. Yeah, yeah. I like the gimmick, but I don't remember liking him that much. He was fine. I remember him doing a lot of like suicide dives and things, which is just throwing your body in various directions. Um... Uh, if Baron Corbin were to tell him to go back to Dragon's Gate, that would be accurate. Because he wrestled in Dragon's Gate? Yeah. He also won That's actually not a title. what Baron Corbin said, though, right? He said Ring of Honor, 
When in he fact, did. he'd only been in Dragon's Because Apollo Crews yeah. had been to Dragon's Gate. Oh, uh, I've messed that up. Speaking of, Neville is back in Dragon's Gate. Did you see that? I did not. He made his return to wrestling in Dragon's Gate. He's back to being called Pac. Great. Uh, Jimmy Rave won titles in the Peach State Wrestling Alliance. Okay. <laughs> and I just enjoy listening. Okay, he's won titles with Fast Eddie Vegas, Gabby Gilbert, and Abyss. <laughs> he, he he won the trios. Well, I don't, he won the trios tournament, teaming with Alex Shelley and Abyss in Ring of Honor. That's a good team. There you go. Um, I wouldn't put well. Maybe just above the Horner line. Because yeah. the Guitar Hero thing means something. Like Man Mountain Rock, who had a legitimate guitar, is 209. This is what we did. This is what I did. We didn't rank Elias. We just ranked another guy with a fake guitar. There you go. Well, in all fairness, I think uh, Jimmy Rave is going to rank considerably higher than Elias on this list. So That is false. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I pick see a number. him in Just that. pick a number. I'm so... Oh, we ranked Krabby. Okay. Norman Smiley and Krabby are going to get me through this. I'm going to say 212. Above Lash LaRue. Okay. I liked, I liked the fact that there was an idiot coming to the ring with a fake plastic guitar. There was something yeah. about it that I just liked. Fake guitar, crab claws, a guy who wore, like, football helmets. And a lumberjack. And a lumberjack. This is the gimmick episode. Grimly of Redwood. Grizzly Redwood is a great name for a lumberjack character. I don't think it you is can get. It's a fantastic get, name. You can't the only get a other lumberjack name. character I can remember is Big Josh. Grizzly Redwood beats that exponentially. Yes, absolutely. Um, I- I'll leave it to you. If you would like to roll the dice one last time, this is like me at a slot machine. I'm like, one more quarter is all I need to get me living on easy street. All right, fine. We'll do one more, but this is it. This is the last number. Just wait. It's going to be a name even worse than Jimmy Rave. 237. 237. Big money, big money, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Whammy. He is Doc Bitch. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Jason Lee, not to be confused with the actor of the same name. Though I would like to rank the guy from My Name is Earl. Uh, I like Jason this Lee. This is the, the, actor. the wrestler? No, I don't know what this is. This is a guy who wrestled in the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, did he? I'm pretty sure. I think so. All right. Yes. He wrestled in the Cruiserweight Classic, losing to Rich Swan in the first round. But he is not Ho-Ho Loon. Are you sure? Because when I search for Jason Lee Wrestler, the one to the third entry on his search results page is Ho-Ho Loon's Wikipedia article. I, it's interesting that we both, like, I typed in Jason Lee Wrestler, and it's all Jason Lee, Jason Lee, Jason Lee, Jason Lee. Well, Jason in Lee. fairness... There's a video, top ten moves of Jason Lee. In fairness, I am searching on Bing. You may be searching on Google. Who searches on Bing? Me. Like, all the time, or just this this minute? All the time, unless I can't find what I'm looking for, then I use Google. <laughs> okay. Um, I, in all yeah, fairness, his gimmick, I hate his gimmick was he no was Google. kind of like Bruce Lee. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, so I've seen him wrestle, but here's the damning thing. I don't remember him one bit. I believe he came to the ring with nunchucks. And that was it. And he lost to Rich Swan. So I'm going to go ahead and say... Um, Brian Christopher, higher. Boris Zukov, higher. Garrett Bischoff, higher. He had yellow pants. Yellow and black. I'm going to say Chris Chetty, 246. I'll even give Chris Chetty the nod because he was related to Taz. Jason Lee, the 247th greatest wrestler of all time. So let me ask you a question. One more time. No, no. One more. No. One. Come on. I will bring up the random number generator right now. (laughs) No, don't do it. Don't give me that satisfaction. (laughs) Am I going to read this top ten again? No. Because the top ten didn't change. In fact, if we took the average uh, of all of this... Like this, I'm not going to say this. This is the most, perhaps this is the most gimmick friendly show of all time, but we didn't like most of this. This, this show is going to be titled, huh? <laughs> Cause yeah, uh-huh. the top 50 said the same. The top 60 said the same. Norman Smiley saved us and awesome Kong and awesome Kong. Where did we rank Norman Smiley? What number? 63, 63, not and Awesome Kong at 69. Not bad. So, and honestly, there's so many names left to be ranked on the list. These episodes are going to happen. we got to fill out the bottom and bottom half of this list. It's just, it's just the way know. it is. It's just, last week we ranked Chris Jericho. And people were like, you should just stop now. Like, the list is complete. Chris Jericho is the greatest. And we were like, no, the show must go on. And after this episode, I'm like, does it really need to go on? The list giveth. But you're right. And the list taketh away. There are there are 695 more names just on the men's list. Then there's the women. Then we've got to add in all of the women from the Mae Young Classic. We must continue. We must persevere. Rey Mysterio still needs to be ranked. Aki Bono still needs to be ranked. Yes, he does. All right. Until the next episode. Uh... Anything you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before Uh, we head into that good night? Well, I suppose if you'd like to listen to more episodes of The List or to DDT Wrestling, you can head to ddtpod.com. You can also send us an email if you disagree with Norman Smiley's grave injustice of being ranked at number 63 upon this list. You can send that message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this show, and how could you, go on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send us just a few shekels. Join us at the $2 Patreon tier or higher so you can get access to all sorts of ridiculousness and some Mm -hmm. actually interesting stuff, such as DC Matthews' uh, calendar of wrestling for the remainder of 2018. It's true, it's true. Uh, and, you know, just, just if you are a patron, just check and make sure that your, you know, your, your credit card's all set. That it, that it wasn't declined or anything. Because, you just, know, if, if you happen to have been declined. Maybe, maybe you need to update your card. Uh, you update your expiration date. I had to do that earlier this year. It happens to everybody. Just throwing it out there. Not naming any names. <sighs> <laughs> 
He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, uh, Chris Jericho remains the greatest wrestler of all time.